Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. to another edition of Supercoach Edge and it's an action-packed week because it is, Liam, grand final week. Finally, we hope all of you had some luck on your side and uh, were able to qualify through to your league grand final like I was lucky enough to do in three of my leagues and looking forward to that and those matchups to come. Now, Liam, it only seems like yesterday we were scrambling with the likes of Grundy and Gorn going down with injuries, uh, the memories. And we had the likes of uh, players like Crisp stinking it up. Oh, wait, he's actually still doing that. <laughs> Idiot. Yes, yes. I know, you know how much more, you know how much simpler Supercoach is when you don't have any trade left? Injuries happen, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. It is what it is. Nothing can yep. do about it. Hewitt's missed the last 17 weeks or something. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't bother me. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, but uh, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting week, grand final week. Yep. All coming to a, it's all coming to an end. It's another... Another big, it's a big week for you as well, but for other reasons, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, we'll get into it in, in greater detail, but it is my uh, my own grand final. It is my wedding Ooh. weekend coming up, and um, yes. and then both of us, the big dance, exactly. And that's that's part of the reason why we have labelled this episode the big dance. Um, and there is a bit uh, in terms of what's going to happen next week. Um, we'll just say from the very top that we will be postponing uh, next Ooh. week's episode, just due to the fact that obviously I'm getting married. Me and my future wife are uh, heading away for that week and yourself, Liam. So it works perfectly, timed perfectly. It was actually just yes. pure coincidence, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well-timed nonetheless. So you're going away also well, with, uh, what do you mean? with your fiancé? make our life out around this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, exactly right. I, I did say to Ash, I was like, we don't want to get uh, married during the Supercoach season. And uh, obviously she didn't take too kindly to that uh, suggestion, but um, it is what it is. So uh, if you want to blame anyone, don't blame me. I made the suggestion, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yes, it's a, it's a very, very action packed week. And, um, when it comes 
to to grand finals, you think of obviously, obviously like you know the, the premier. Who's going who's mm. going to be the premier of twenty twenty two? But when it comes to the premier of precision engineered tools for making your undercarriage as finely mowed as Sean, as finely Sean, I'll say, as mm. the MCG's pristine surface, mm. there is simply no disputing who that premier is, who that champion is. No, it is it is quite clearly Manscaped. They are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools, as you mentioned, for your family, Jules. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the performance package. So join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. And that is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EDGE at manscaped.com. Yes, and performance package, that's actually my uh, affectionate nickname for Walshie, uh, just uh, by the by. <laughs> but uh, as part of our partnership, you, the good folk of Supercoach Edge, get access to 20% off and free shipping with the code edge at manscaped.com, like you mentioned. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, Liam, I know you have a very juicy matchup heading into grand Ooh. final week in our Supercoach Edge cash league for what we've... Uh, Come to know now as the uh, the bottom eight uh, grand final or playoffs, whatever you want to call it, but we're calling it the participation plate or the consolation cup. Mm. Um, of course, we'll get into that towards the back end of this episode because there is a juicy matchup, which we forecast last week if you're listening. But first, let's take a quick look at how our respective teams shaped up in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, we run through a quick recap of uh, both of how our respective two sides have gone for both good and ugly reasons. Um, I'm going to kick it off because I did, unfortunately, come up trumps, unfortunately. or Slightly. Lost. Yeah, just slightly. It was actually pretty close. Just Darcy. Darcy killed me. Uh, so onto my score, 2483. Pretty happy with that score overall. Uh, did see me rise up the ranks as well. 1,555 spots to sit 16,747. Not super proud of that, but, you know, we're heading in the right direction. Just do that again next week and see where we can end up. Maybe top 15K. Let's see if we can do that. Oh, that's uh, good. I don't know. That's, that's, is it? Is it? Is it? It's, it's something. It's something. It's something, yeah. Uh, yeah. Onto the trades. None, as we all know. Uh, and moving on. Onto the good. Got Jordan's Dawson's score of 145, which certainly put a smile on my dial this week. And he uh, top scored for my side, which is welcome, very welcome, especially early on in the round in playing, I think, the third game or the, the second game, but the, the timing of the second game. Uh, so always nice to get a big 145 early on in the, the round. Uh, moving on to the bad, I had a pretty even performance across the board. So made it a bit of tough one to call, but I'm going to give it, unfortunately, to Sammy Walsh for his score of 73. And looking at his stats on the whole, didn't really suggest such a low score, but his disposal efficiency of 53%, as well as his kick to handball ratio of, of one to two, and having six clangers, and only 230 metres gained from 27 disposals, probably led to a, a little bit lower score there. Uh, not what I would have expected from Walshie, considering the depleted midfield at the Blues, mm. um, with obviously who uh, was out. Uh, Kennedy, Chera. Chera, Hewitt. Yep. And yeah, but interestingly, he only got 46% of CBAs. Um, mm. So it was well down on his last few weeks. 
I think he had uh, mid-70s or uh, yep. late 60s sort of thing in the three weeks prior, which did seem a bit of a strange choice, again, considering the laid outs um, and just the, the mids that were missing and also relying on Doherty to, to come into the midfield for the CBAs. Yeah, uh, he had a massive amount of CBAs, so it was interesting just to see that sort of dynamic. Um, so, yeah, unfortunate that he didn't score so well. Uh, and then moving on to the ugly, and it is Lockie Neal and his inability to shake a tag, which is becoming a bit of a big concern. He only managed the 16 disposals. He had six kicks, 10 handles. <clears throat> and it's a big concern, especially, I think, heading into next year when we're looking at, you know, obviously who we're going to be picking next year, as the tag is, you know, I feel like the tagger went out a little bit, and now they're mm-hmm. coming back in. A lot of teams are, are coming back with the tagger or the caller. Uh, whatever they're calling him now. Uh, <laughs> I sounded so old then. Uh, with the fact that he is uh, so susceptible to the tagger means that more teams are going to look to do it. I mean, look at Essendon earlier in the year, they never tag anyone and all of a sudden started tagging him. Um, and so he's going to have to find a way to work around it, especially for us in the super coach. And that's probably going to be a bit more defensive minded, uh, especially when you consider that Windtager, uh his direct opponent managed 15 kicks and six handballs compared to his six kicks and 10 handballs. So, I mean, not good enough, not good enough. No. You've got to, you've got to be more defensively minded there. Yep. Exactly right. Especially like there's no disputing. He's a, he's a really, he's a champion player, obviously brown exactly. medalist could yeah. be a, could be a, a double brown medalist come the end of this year. But like for a player of his ilk, you'd think he'd be more well-rounded as like a player that would know, you know, it's obviously it's very hard to shake a tag and there's no, you know, talking down how hard it is. But, I mean, if you're being held accountable, surely you can hold your opponent just as accountable, you know, not just, you know, running on the on your offensive side, like being a bit more accountable to your opponent yeah. and not – he wasn't showing him enough respect, I think. Like, Win Hager – what is he, first, second-year player? Like, to do what he yeah. did against a player of his ilk um, probably says just as much about him as it does Win Hager um, with his, you know, performance. So, yeah, very uh, very disappointing with Lockie and totally agree with you there, having him in the ugly. Moving on to my score. So, yes, I uh, I just beat you, Liam. I, I was we were chatting uh, briefly prior to uh, this record, and I was actually surprised you came as close as you did. But um, – that uh, I thought, oh, you still got Baker, and I got rid of Baker, and he was the thorn in my side, one of the thorns in my side. But uh, it turns out that he was actually a, a golden thorn for yourself because he scored eighty odd. You said so. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should have kept him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I ended up scoring two thousand four hundred ninety six. So just a narrow thirteen point victory to myself over you. Overall ranking, I am now ranked. 3,202nd overall and rose 500 spots exactly on the dot and wow. hoping to crack inside the top 3K. was hoping it would have been inside the top 1K at this time, uh, probably a month ago, but not to be. But it'll be, uh, at the moment anyway, it's the best rank that I've had all season. So at least that's sort of some sort of milestone, even though it's not quite what I wanted, but it is mm. what it is. On the cash league front, probably a bit more favourable. Uh, I progressed through to three grand finals, so I'm hoping to take some of the uh, the prize pool across some of those leagues, and one of which is my own uh, super coach. What do I call it? The super cash league, I think I call it. It's uh, my yeah. cash league, and it's really the first time ever I think that I've made the uh, the grand final in my own cash league. So uh, hopefully I can you know uphold my name and actually take away the prize for once. 
In terms of the trades, obviously none as well. Um, like you mentioned, Liam, how good is it? How liberating is it not to worry about yeah. guys that are underperforming? I mean, it'd be good to have a spare trade to get rid of the likes of Crisp and whatnot, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. got to kind of bite your tongue and uh, just write it down in your burn book for next next season, perhaps, um, for guys mm. who won't be in your starting side. And Crisp, I'm looking very, very squarely at you. Um, but on with the good. And as you'll recall last week, I gave a massive rocket to our favorite Oaf slash Shrek <laughs> slash Hodor as he lazily returned a season low score of just 59. Well, Liam, did he respond to my criticism with a team high 155? That's my own team high, of course, which was also his second highest overall score for the season. So great work, Hodor. No more holding the door for others. <laughs> and I want you smashing through those doors in grand final week to finish us off in style. So well done. Much needed. And uh, now that I've said that, you watch him bust out a 59 on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but good work, Shrek. Anyway, for this week. On to the bad. Uh, Lockie Neal, like you mentioned, the inability to shake the tag is very concerning. And, and the 76 just isn't good enough, especially in the heat of Supercoach finals. And we've spoken about his issues with attention in previous episodes, you know, being the, uh, the taggy. And makes you wonder why more teams actually don't even try to exploit this weakness a bit more often. And yes, spoke of before that uh, sort of lacking of defensive mindset to his game. And yeah, once you take away that, uh, that real strength of his at the stoppages, his tag has just run amok really um, because he does struggle to, you know, keep them accountable uh, in turn and uh, especially around the ground on transition. But um, enough about Lockie Neal there. Moving on to the ugly. And after scoring a rare 100 last week, he kind <laughs> of lulled us into a bit of a false sense of security, did our man Crisp, mm. who I've mentioned numerous times now. But he has all but had his paper stamped out of my side officially come 2023 after he scored a 74, which, mind you, was his second lowest in my team. So he's really weighing down my uh, my team mm -hmm. and uh, my aspirations to, uh, you know, aiming towards the, the top 1K. Over the past, I reckon, what is it, two months now, I think, about eight weeks, yeah. he's just done shitful. And over those eight eight weeks... He scored 100 in just one of those eight weeks. Oh, wow. So seven of the eight under 100. So just not good enough. And just mentioning that, I feel like that scene, I'm, I'm very much a Simpsons nuffy. So if you get this <laughs> reference, uh, you'll enjoy this. But that scene of the Simpsons when Apu is fired from the Quickie Mart and the boss comes in and rips his name off his shirt. It's actually <laughs> sewn, sewn into his shirt. He just like rips it off. I'm sorry, Apu. I have no choice. You can no longer wear this name patch. <gasps> and it makes him hand over like his, um, his stickering gun. And mm. then he's like, and the other one. And it's like the one like <laughs> in his boot, like he's a cop. <laughs> but in this case, with Crisp, we're ripping off the Primo label right off his shirt because he's done. There is no more like Primo category for him. He's been kicked out. Just not good enough. So uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. But let's check in with our usual head-to-head -head for uh, what turns out to be the second last time for this season and probably thankful for yourself, Liam. Not going to miss but, it. Not going <laughs> to miss it. <laughs> but it comes with good news to an extent, I guess. Does it? Oh, wait, did you? No, sorry. Oh, the differential only increased 13 points. I was about to say you made up ground, but you didn't. <laughs> sorry. Oof. Oof. <laughs> but the question I pose now, Liam, can you do it? You know, we've been doing the maths every week. Mm. Last week, you had to score 500 and what was it? 550 idle thereabouts. Yeah. The question is, can you outscore me 
by 1,090 in one week. <laughs> if I filled half of my side, maybe? Yeah, maybe yeah. I should do like a mercy, mercy rule. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a go. I'll yeah, give it okay. a go. I'll see what I can do. Uh, yeah, well, I don't mean to be a pessimist, but I dare say it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for yeah. you. But oh, yeah, half class flu. Half half class four, isn't it? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. It's okay. I like that. So, see, that's I'm good gonna, positive attitude. Gonna see what I can do. They're gonna be make up seven wins in one round. Yeah. That won't even get me ahead, so that would be bad. I'll probably just make up eight wins, nine wins yep. Yep, in one round, wins. or I'll or I'll uh, go for the the basically eleven hundred over you yep. in the one week. Let's see. Let's see what, what let's see what happens. Let's see which yep. one happens. Good luck. Good luck is all I'll say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's like in Taken when uh, the the hostage taker is like, "Good luck." That's that's me. Yep, Liam. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm feeling a bit more chipper than uh than Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna track me down. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who no, you are. That's, how, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna figure out how to like hack into your super coach account. And oh just yeah. Change the name to my name. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, what are you gonna no, like trade out players? But I've got no trades left, so you can't. Just bench everyone. <laughs> bench everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got enough bloody uh, donuts on the bench, so you could probably do it. <laughs> but best but of luck. Anyway, yes. Well, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Uh, anyway, we are, as we mentioned, down to the last week. But before we help you tackle your grand final opponent, let's take a quick look at back at the week that was. Yes, in the week that was, we keep you up to date on the key talking points of the round. Yes, and the biggest talking point heading into the weekend was, of course, Paddy Cripps being cleared of his two-week suspension and taking his spot in Carlton's side, which also saved us the massive headache of having to cover him, especially those of us with no trades in hand and only limited bench cover. Yeah, good old Cripper. I think he did pretty well. He scored over a ton, Mm. which was... um, Nice to see. So at least he repaid the faith and made it worthwhile, I think, for those of us yeah. in um, Supercoach finals and generally as well for whatever you're aiming for, uh, much like yourself, Liam, to uh, aiming to beat me. Uh, but on the <laughs> performance front, the biggest surprise came in the form of the ever-reliable Rory Laird dropping his first score below 100 since his first game all the way back in round three, bringing his 17, yes, 17 consecutive week streak to an end. Probably more surprising was the fact that he did it against North Melbourne. But, I mean, he does deserve to be cut some slack given the length of that streak. What yeah, an absolute insane. freak. He, he is like, I speak of before with uh, Crisp writing himself out of my starting team. He's written himself well and truly into mm. my starting team uh, going forward into next year. I think a lot of people were worried about the fact that he lost his, what, what was it, defensive midfield? Defensive, midf- yeah. He was def- defensive midfield last year, I think. Yeah, eligibility. And it doesn't matter now that, like, he's he's shown his wares. He's uh, he's quite mm. capable of, of being up there with uh, the likes of Clary and and took the running man Miller and whatnot. So, yes, tip of the cap to you, good old uh, Blockhead. Rory, Rory, you want to call him going forward from now on? I was thinking about it. You know, the previous week has been calling him Blockhead, Squarehead, which is an affectionate term, not just, just being mean to him. I'm going to call him Rory Squared, not Rory Laird, Rory Squared. <laughs> so thanks, Rory Squared. You're a gun. Love it. Now, onto the suspension and injury front. Brad Crouch was the only player of Supercoach, of semi-Supercoach relevance, 
being in just the 4% of sides, this is probably not worth mentioning too much. Uh, but he could cop a one-week ban for his bump on Darcy Gardner on uh, and on the injury front, not massively super pro relevant either, but Jeremy Cameron has suffered a hamstring injury, so we'll miss this week. Sitting in 4.4% of teams, he's a pretty big pod, uh, but there was some talk about him as a trading option, so just make sure if you did that, you reverse those trades. Um, aside from that, tip of the cap to the Supercoach gods for thankfully not dumping any major injury or suspension carnage on us on the eve of the grand final, but still a couple of days to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that we've said that, there's uh, there's still time for them to uh, wreak havoc, but hopefully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Um, but funnily enough, Liam, we actually, we should come clean and hopefully we weren't the catalyst for the Supercoach gods um, uh, raining this bad news down upon us with Jezza mm. because we actually did write him down in the run sheet as our pod option, as the, mm. uh, the nice pod trade target so we had to obviously replace him uh who with you'll see very shortly but yes um unfortunate there because you would have thought that the uh the cats mids would have been targeting him because uh, i think he was like four goals or five goals away from the coleman um at, at a guess anyway yeah. um behind uh charles kerno so that would have been um interesting uh had that been the case but not to be with jizza now, for those of you uh, crazy cats and kittens with traits, <laughs> that's the uh, the best. Um, what's the name from uh, <laughs> Carol Baskin? Yeah, Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. That's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. We are <laughs> we are both here <laughs> to live vicariously through you, the collective folk yes. of the Supercoach Edge community, by throwing up some of the best moves and options. Because we're just out of trades, as you well know, mm. and it could be the uh, the ace up the sleeve for your grand final, as it were. As we now jump into the prices, right? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle for sure. Make me want to dribble, dribble. You know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet two. Yes, in the prices, right? We run through the top buy, sell, hold, and wait options for this round of Supercoach. We'll chat about the pros, the cons, and you should be considering trading in or out of your side this week. And to kick it off, let's let's jump into the sales. As we mentioned, uh, there's not a heap of injuries um, that you have to consider, uh, but there's a, there's a few underperformers and some different options that we might like to consider. So, Damon, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in quickly with the first main seller suspect because I think you you're, you're well acquainted with Splo. I've said enough. Don't want to talk too much about yep. him. Luckily, I haven't had him in my side, so it's it's been nice. Uh, but it is Jack Crisp, and we sound like a broken record here, uh, but the man has delivered a ton in just one of his last eight games. He is an absolute liability for grand final week, and the fact he is still unable to score above 100 without Taylor Adams in the team just speaks volumes. Mm. It speaks volumes of his yeah, scoring potential. If you do have a trade, I think he is a prime candidate to move on at this stage. Yep, absolutely. Tick that box and get him out of your side if you can. Uh, the other sell candidate is uh, someone that we've been speaking of for the past few weeks now uh, for good reason. And surprisingly, George Hewitt, he's still in 28% of teams, uh, but I assume a vast majority of those are ghost ship teams. So just coaches have just given up, flicked the switch and just uh, given up for 2022. Mm. But for those of you that have held him and probably as well, a vast percentage of those are coaches without trades so unfortunate there but for those of you who are strangely enough holding on to him 
get him out of your side as he isn't returning and is in fact done for the season. So um, pull that trigger if you can. Yeah, definitely. And moving on now, slightly left of field option here. Mm. It is Jack Sinclair. Now he faces the Swans who have basically effectively tagged running halfbacks in recent weeks and wingers uh, with Ryan Clark. Uh, they've done it to, to Dacos. They've done it to, pretty yeah. sure they did it Dawson. Um, yep, yep. Very effectively. Uh, so uh, I guess a bit of tactical ideas here. If Sinclair presents as a unique in your side, uh, but not your opponents, uh, and you're obviously in the grand final, and you do have a trade up your sleeve, you couldn't negate the risk by trading him out to the likes of a Jordan Dawson, uh, Tom Stewart, Adam Saad, uh, I don't know, anyone pretty much in the uh, in the defensive lineup. Uh not Jack Crisp. Do not do not trade him to Jack Crisp. That is a, that is a bad idea. <laughs> That's uh, the one play you don't do it to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just I guess a bit of a tactical idea there. Um, if you both got him, potentially you could trade him out. Um, the risk is less because the chances are you are the chances are most people don't have any trades at this stage of the season. Um, so if you both have him, I wouldn't be too worried because it kind of it cancels each other out. If he scores well, it scores well. If he scores like shit doesn't really matter. Um, you both got him. But if you do have him as a unique, uh, potentially a good trade-out um, just to sort of shore up the bet a little bit. Yep. No, I like that. I like that. That was that was your suggestion, Liam. I like that tactically, especially in the grand final week, you kind of need to make left field moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what could potentially win it for you. Um, and that's, that's, that's delving beneath the surface of, uh, you know, just looking at you know, averages and stuff, that's fine. But looking at matchups and as we always speak of when it comes to, you know, defense V position, like exploiting, yeah. exploiting certain areas um, of the player's opponent that they're facing on the given weekend, it's, um, yeah, adds another layer to it that I think the average super coach potentially doesn't factor in. So uh, very much like that. But let's move on to the buy category. And um, yes, of course, these are luxury trades, but also, like I just said there, they could be the ace up the sleeve uh, when it comes to your grand final matchup, like you just highlighted there with that tactical move of Jack Sinclair. But uh, let's start it off with one candidate you mentioned there that you could potentially trade Sinclair to. And it is Jordan Dawson, who is our number one candidate as the trade-in option in defense. He's priced at 580.3K, averaging a 111.2, with a three-game average of 126.3 and a five-game average of 112.8. And did have the uh, very impressive game on the weekend, scoring 145 against North. And that three-game average of 126.3 reflects that nice run of form that he's had in recent weeks. Mm -hmm. And even prior to that, when he actually has had a bit of a poor one, when he has copped a little bit of attention from sides like Sydney, as you mentioned, um, he's dipped below 100, but he still scored a semi-respectable, you know, score in the likes of an 80, a 92, and a 93. So it proves that he has a high enough floor, which is a nice real, I guess, safety blanket or a safety net if he does have a bit of a downer. So, you know, that's kind of what you need uh, when it comes to head-to-head matchups and especially in the grand final. So at least, you know, if you're buying someone of the quality of Jordan Dawson, he can score as high as he did on the weekend with the 145. But if he happens to have a bit of a downer, it's not going to hurt you too much if your opponent doesn't have him. So very much like that. And faces Port in the showdown to round out this season. So um, could be in for a, a bit of a big one. Only thing to be wary of is I don't know if Port have any sort of forward, you know, I guess defenders or forward coolers, you'd say, um, that, you know, we we mentioned with Jack Sinclair. Um, But given both sides don't really have much to play for, 
I think they'll just just have a bit of a shootout, surely. You expect so. I mean, it's kind of what you want in a showdown yep. as well. Uh, moving on to midfielder, uh, it is Ollie Wines, 537K, averaging 103.9, with a three-game average of 127.7 and a five-game average of 107.2. Now, he has scored three consecutive tons uh, with scores of 125 against Collingwood, 118 against Richmond, and 140 against the Dons on the weekend. And he faces Adelaide uh, this weekend in the showdown. There'll be a few players here that we should yeah. consider for trade-ins. And to top it off, in the, the last five rounds, the Crows have actually given away the most points to opposition inside midfielders. So it's all coming up all in once, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> he's affordable and could be a good trading option. Um, who just so happens to be a handy pod at just 5% ownership. So... I don't know who you'd be trading out to him. I mean, maybe if you had Sinclair, you could do a bit of a switcheroo. Uh, but, yeah, Ollie Wine's definitely a good mid-option if, you, if you're looking for one. Very nice. Uh, in the ruck section category, whatever you want to call it, uh, Maxi Gorn, he is the uh, the best candidate in this mm. area. Priced at 593.6K, averaging a 115.1 with a three-game average of 126.3 and a five-game average of 115.2. And most definitely the uh, the informed Ruckman in Supercoach at present with his recent scores being 147, 114, 136 and 129. And he faces Brisbane to finish off the season against whom he has scored 138 and 157. And prior to that, he did have an injury affected 46 mm. back in 2019 that can be discounted from his three game run against them. But, you know, we are, I guess, looking at you know, the last three games when we're talking about uh, defense V position, uh, Brisbane giving up a little bit of uh, points there, but not really one they could exploit. But the fact that he has that favorable history against the Lions does bode well, coupled with the fact that, yes, he is uh, those past four weeks worth of scores, absolutely smashing it. So um, really like Maxi Gorn there. And having said that, I mean, Wits had a de- half decent, decent game. As I said, Hodor. AKA um, Darcy, Sean Darcy had a nice game as well. But I think for, for more surety, uh, Gorney is one to look at if you are in need of a Ruckman. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Wits to Gorn. Um, yep. Wits really hasn't had that ceiling. Uh, Gold Coast play North, so up against Goldstein. Oh, yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's it sort of, it's at this stage of the season, it's quite hard to know because it's you're just trading out players on, on a one week basis yeah. but i don't mind the gorn option especially if it becomes a bit of a pod uh or, or a, just a yeah, point of difference in your team uh, yeah with in, in with, with wits wits anyway is like very much one of the most owned ruckman in the competition at the moment anyway like in comparison to uh to gorn yeah wits is sitting in 50 percent of teams 50 percent of teams yeah so i mean yeah if you're going to trade out wits if you really needed a point of difference if your opponent had wits for example and you needed to sort of get a leg up uh ahead of them might be a good chance to jump on Gorn because he's just in, I say just, but in comparison to Wits in 25% of teams. So, and yeah. if that gives you a bit of a point of difference against your direct opponent in the grand final, can very much help you there. So um, keep him in mind. Yes, I like it. Now moving on to the forward line. Now we've got, we don't often suggest a big key forward for a trading option, but we do have Tommy Lynch here uh, sitting uh, on 464.6K, averaging 92.1 with a three-game average of 134.7 and a five-game average of 91.8. And as I said, we don't normally we don't normally suggest bringing a key forward. We don't like that. 
We don't like that idea. Uh, but Tommy Lynch does present as an option to round out your forward line for the final round of the season. Now, if you're looking for a pod with the potential for a, for a pretty big game, he's one to consider at just 1.3% ownership. He's turned up in his last three games after returning from injury with scores of 123, 104, and 177, with what was it, eight, eight goals or something on the weekend? Yep. Um, and he faces... Uh, he faces the Dons to finish the season and mm. they are in absolute disarray. Um, they actually give away the sixth the most points to key forwards over the last five weeks as well. So that's that's not not looking not looking good. Uh, well, not looking good for me, but looking good for Tom <laughs> Lynch owners. Uh, he could be in for a big game. Uh, but, and especially looking at his last game against the Dons, he was in some really good form then. And he actually kicked he, into that game. He was like, had, he's had some really good form. He actually kicked 0-4. Um, so he could have been in for another big game then. So if he can clean up his accuracy, he could potentially be the difference in your league final. One very interesting option to consider. Yeah, I think he when did he I think he got injured that game as well because he only played 75 yeah. minutes of that game. Yeah, I can't remember a, what the injury was. Was it a hamstring potentially? I have a feeling it was a hamstring. And he's not foreign to the uh the hot runner form either. Like remember prior to that game against actually against Essendon. Quite funny, actually, because it was round seven against West Coast, scored the 167. Then against Collingwood, round eight, 184. Round nine against Hawthorne, 125. Mm. And then he had the game against Essendon. So it's quite uh, poetic that uh, he's facing the Dons after Hawthorne again, where he absolutely towed them up. So hopefully he doesn't get injured again <laughs> against the Dons because <laughs> yeah, it'll be just repeating maybe himself. Maybe yourselves out of this trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, that'd be uh, quite eerie if that happens because it'd be history repeating itself. But yeah, kicked the four behinds and only played the virtually the half a game um, or thereabouts. So, yeah, could be in for yeah. a, a nice nice game. The other thing to consider is that uh, the last time that uh, Richmond played a team after their coach got got, got the axe uh, was was North and they, they lost that week. So, could history oh. repeat. Oh, exactly. Exactly right. Bless. Bless Rutten. Yeah, but has, has he lost his job yet? We don't know. No. We don't know. Don't some know. Has some he, media... Yeah, he has. <laughs> <laughs> the media's already written him off. He's gone. Can you imagine finding out that you lost your job that way and just being like, "What?" Yeah. Oh, cool. And then Thanks having to like, call your employer and be like, "Do I still have a job?" Yeah. And then being like, "Yes." Yeah. How yes. awkward would it be for them though? Like, would you say, "Oh, uh, yeah, no, you've got a job" because you'd want to like tell him yeah. face to face. Like, you wouldn't be able to say it with the phone. You're like, imagine you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah,", yeah. And they're like, "Tell him, tell him he's got a job still." Until he comes in, <laughs> like HR are like, yeah, you got a job, mate. Don't worry, it's all good. Like lying, lying between their teeth. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to come in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Now you get a job. Not, maybe not Wednesday, but you're <laughs> coming on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, you can have you know, Wednesday. What do you mean? Uh, do I have an RDO? Yes, yes. Yeah. So you have a permanent RDO. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, take the rest of the week off. Yeah, yeah. Take the rest of the week and the rest of uh, your life off from this uh, this club. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate uh but yeah. moving on to uh the genuine pot option as you said earlier mm. it was going to be jezza cameron but um we've moved the uh the ledger to this man who's in a hot run of form and actually could be one as a bit of a smoky when we talk about um guys to look at for 2023 you're looking forward already luke davies uniac is one of these guys to really factor in who could be a nice little pot option to start off in your team He's priced at 552.8K, averaging a 101.6 with a three-game average of 109 and a five-game average of 108.4. Mm. And he's 
very much a pot option. One of the biggest pot options you can get with just 0.9%. So less than 1% ownership. And LDU is in the midst of his breakout year. He has dropped below 100 on just one occasion since round 16, which was a 68 against your mob in the Donslim, with his next lowest score, 104. So he faces the Suns, who give away the third most points to opposition inside mids in the last five weeks, and could be a nice little pot option. Mm. And consider that he, he just played Adelaide, who give away the most points to opposition inside mids in the last five rounds, and he scored a big one for one. So uh, just in terms of exploiting opposition matchups, uh, look no further than last weekend. Mm. So really, really good player going under the radar, no doubt there with the ownership percentage. But yeah, again, looking forward to 2023. Um, if he rounds out the year as well as he has, it's a nice little snapshot there to suggest that um, he's taking the next step in his career. And it hurts me to say that because obviously Luke, Luke Davies Uniac was actually <laughs> drafted after the guy that uh, my mob, in Carlton drafted and I was at that draft. I was working for Collingwood at the time in Adelaide and I remember it <laughs> and uh, we chose Paddy Dow and I was looking at LDU and I was like, well, he was just as highly rated. Some said he was better than Dow. Others said, oh, I was pretty even, even Stevens. But I thought then and there, I was like, this could come back to bite us in the ass. And uh, boy, has it, it's done it already. <laughs> this is the week where you're like, I made a big, huge mistake. A tiny big mistake. <laughs> to quote Joe from Arrested Development. I made a huge tiny mistake. Oh, God. I can, uh, what's it like? What's it like I being mean, a Carlton supporter? Yeah. That's what, like. <laughs> that's what you're going to say. <laughs> it hurts after the weekend. I feel like we've got similar similar ideas of McGrath versus McLuggage and oh, yeah. But anyway. Maybe maybe we on. should maybe we should get our head recruiters and and uh Perhaps we should walk them across the plank. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> so how would a pirate? How would a pirate? How did a pirate yeah. laugh? Ha 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 ha! Sorry, I just like I was trying to seamlessly transition into a pirate voice because obviously the next segment is one we all know and love. What are you feverishly typing in there, Liam? Are you going to bring, out a, bring up a sound, soundboard of, of pirate <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or, or, <laughs> I see the light flickering on your face because I can see your, the windows are changing. The gears are turning over in your mind. Is it a pirate joke? I was going to try and see if there was a good pirate joke that we could use. There are uh, a few and some slip my mind. I should probably notice. Are... Like, <laughs> there we go. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Look at me. I'm... Captain, now. Yes, and you know, I'm the captain now. We we get into that treasure booty and we, uh, we look yes. into it. And have a, we find where X marks the spot and we find the best VC and C option for you this weekend. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the, the pirate puns I can think of now. Wait, hold on. Uh, so, so, Liam, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw one at you. Why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank? <laughs> I don't know, Damon. Why don't... Pirates shower before they walk the plank. Because they'll <laughs> just wash up on shore later. Arr. <laughs> Get it? Wash up on shore later. 
Oh. Ooh, that's a reaper, actually. I really that like was, that. That's good. That that's great. top of the that list. That's... Yep. All right, let's kick it off. Well, let's kick it to you, Lucky Neil, while we're doing some listeners. Uh, Lucky Neil, first up on Friday night uh, against Melbourne. Uh, option for you, I guess. Averaged 121 over his last four against the Ds. It scores a 111, 84, 152, and 137. Um, that 111 came from earlier in the year off the top of my head. Um Again, no, did they tag? I mean, Harms is probably the only one that he hasn't been playing. He's been the sub. Yeah, I think uh, Harms has, for memory, yeah. right. So really, I don't think they're probably, unless Harms comes in, they're probably not going to take a tag to him. I mean, yeah. So potentially a good option, but I think there's a better one um, on the other side. And Damon, I'll throw that one to you. Mm. Do you mean harms or harms? <laughs> can, you, I, can you do this whole segment as a pirate, please? <laughs> all right, it's gonna. All right, let me just first throw it in the joke your way. Why is pirating so addictive? I don't know, David. Why is pirating so addictive? They say once, once you leave, once you lose your first hand, you get hooked. <laughs> and everyone's hooked to this segment right now. So Clayton Oliver. Faces Brisbane on Friday at 7.50 p.m. Obviously the same game. What an idiot. Why did I read that? Average 128.5 in his last four games against the Lions with scores. I can't, I can't do yeah, this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I keep slipping in and out. So he's averaged 128.5 in his last four games against the Lions with scores of 140, 94, 177, and 103. So Piggy Oliver, uh, just whack him on the spit because he just absolutely feasts on this done. man. <laughs> because he's no 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 not because he's not no because he, he did well on the weekend he actually he rewarded us quite well weekend. when when uh when Rory squared um fell away the big pig came to uh Ooh. came at oinking came to the rescue yep sure did so get on clary oliver 128.5 doing well and i think i don't think brisbane will tag i mean they don't really traditionally. I mean, they might mm. put like if it's a Mitch Robinson, they might tr- try and put a bit of uh, muscle into him, um, work him over. But it's just way too hard, as we saw on the weekend, or as I saw firsthand against Carlton. Mm. Like it's it's too hard. Like they've got Petrarca, they've got um, even now Angus Brayshaw in there in the midfield. Clary Oliver, um, it's way too hard. Just too much quality across the park in the engine room there. So. He presents as a very nice option there. But uh, also in the same game, we have... Yes, Maxi Gorn. Maxi Gorn, the bearded one. Uh, Obviously played the same game. He has averaged 109.5 in his last four games against the Lions with scores of 138, 157. That injury affected 46 and a 97. So I think he's a good option for a VC on a Friday night. I like it. Bit of a difference as well. Yeah, he's nice. He's um, like we mentioned. I mean, we spoke of him when we talked about him with um, being a trading candidate. And mm. yeah, probably don't really have to harp on too much about his quality form. Uh, but speaking of quality form, there is mm. someone you can look no further than, and it is took the running man Miller, and he faces North on Saturday at two ten p.m. and he's averaged one thirty two point seven five in his last four games against the Roos with scores of one sixty seven, one thirty one, one twenty three, and one ten. I mean, having said that, spoke of earlier about uh, Rory Laird had a bit of a downer. His first score under a hundred against North Melbourne, but uh, really weird 
with Adelaide's rotations. I think it was probably more so due to that as opposed to North Melbourne putting any time into Laird. So you'd probably suspect that uh, took the running man Miller should be given free reign just to do what he does best, just run around, run around, <laughs> roam, roam around with just at half paced and just rack up the pill as he's been doing uh, in recent times. So really good player. As we know, we both love him. Um, great historical scoring against North and should run a muck, I reckon. Um, just, I think as well, he's, he's very much one of the biggest uh, <clears throat> front runners for being a, uh, a Brownlow candidate. So yeah, he should, he's gone into the radar a fair bit and, I reckon uh, they might try and help him out just to an extent. Might pass him the, the pill a bit more. Just have fun. Ooh. Who cares? It's a dead rubber, um, both of these games. So, or both of these teams playing in this game. So, yeah. Exactly. Moving on to a, another dead rubber in uh, Rory Laird or Rory Squared, as you said, against Port <laughs> <coughs> on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Uh, averaged 102.25 in his last four games against the Power with scores of 93, which came earlier in the season in his return from injury. Uh, 125, 119, and 72. So nothing really right home about. Does have a pretty good um, run of form. Obviously, <clears throat> um, obviously fell below that 90, uh, fell below 100 for the first time in 17, 17 games. So I don't know. Some people might feel a little bit concerned by that. Um, so maybe, maybe he is one that gets avoided. So maybe he is one that could be a bit of a pod uh, for you this week. Yes. In the same game, though, uh, we have Jordan Dawson. Uh, he's averaged 109.25 in his last four games against the Power with scores of 123, 111, 110, and 93. So really good form. Um, obviously coming off that back of off the back of a 140-odd on the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I like him. Not much really needs to be said about him. Um, great player. As you know, Liam, you've got him. I do. I do. I <clears throat> Been a good player, good good bring in, bring in, bring in a good trade in for me. Mm. Uh, moving on uh, to the Sunday game, one ten, we have against Hawthorne, we have Marcus Bontempelli, and it's the first. I mean, I think it's it's one of the one of the most important games of the round. I think uh, averaged one twenty seven in his last four games against the Hawks with scores of 136, 114, 161, and ninety seven. Um, obviously down in. I want to say Hobart, but it could be Launceston. Um, <laughs> uh, but obviously playing down Tasmania, big game because if the the Dogs need to win to, to make finals or to potentially make finals and obviously need some results to fall their way. So you'd hope that Bontem Valley comes out and wants to uh, absolutely rip into it if you've got him in your side. So it could be a nice C option for you. Yes, and another guy that needs to perform for his mm-hmm. side, which is my side in Carlton, if they want to make the finals, just like uh, the Bulldogs, it's going to be uh, going to be a tough matchup because Paddy Cripps faces Collingwood on Sunday at three twenty p.m. and he's averaged ninety nine point two five in his last four against the Pies with scores of one fourteen, eighty two, eighty one, and one twenty. And in the last five rounds, Collingwood have given away the second most points to opposition inside mids. And uh, also help if Taylor Adams is also out. Um, mm. Also Jordan Degoe as well was a late out on the weekend for the Pies. If he doesn't get up, uh, again, leaves him a bit um, yeah. exposed, <laughs> I guess, yeah. to an extent. Yeah. But Carlton are as well, like as you mentioned earlier, Cher is not there, Hewitt's not there. Um, 
So it's pretty hard in Kennedy as well. So it's probably going to be evenly matched up. Um, but more so, probably more reliance on the likes of Paddy Cripps and, and Sam Walsh and the like. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, but I think he's going to have to be at the top of his game. As he was on the weekend, I think he kind of fell away in the last quarter against the Ds. But he needs to be at the top of his game if Carlton want to make the finals. So I'm hopeful as a uh, as an owner of Cripper and as a Carlton supporter that he is. So uh, fingers crossed anyway. Yes, very nice. And uh, in that same game, on the same side of the, the field as well, Sammy Walsh, <clears throat> uh, he's got an average of 133.5 in his last four against the Pies, uh, with scores of 123, 105, 193, and 113. So another good option. I mean, again, I think some would be scared away by his score of whatever, 73 or whatever it was on the weekend. Mm. Um, but do just think about the fact that Collingwood do give away the second most points to opposition inside mids in the last five rounds. And they also give away a lot of points to uh, to, to wing defenders, uh, the second most as well. So not that he'll be playing as a wing defender, but sort of more across that, maybe more outside role potentially if, if, if it's sort of like the weekend. Yeah, but speaking of uh, that wing defence role, there is a man uh, to look at and it is <coughs> Sam Doherty. In that same game, obviously, he's averaged 107.25 in his last four games against the Pies with scores of 107, 95, 124, and 103. You spoke of his role um, earlier as well. Like he attended mm. 75% of CBAs on the weekend. So I think he could be a bit of a stopgap without the likes of Chero there, Kennedy, Hewitt. They need to find some sort of quality running through the middle. And I actually really liked it. He, he really did play well. Um, mm. He's got a knack for, you know, I think he... Thinking back to his early days at Brisbane, he he played a little bit of time in, in the midfield and um, as a bit of a youngster. And so it's not completely foreign to him. And great player, great um, great performance on the weekend in that role. So I could see it happening. I could see it continuing potentially. Um, playing on the wings, um, as you said, bodes well with that uh, defense V position matchup. So I like it. Very good. Yeah, don't mind it. It's a, probably a bit of a left field option as well. Um, I don't think many people would go for him uh, as well. So if you do need to sort of throw a bit of a Hail Mary late on a Sunday, he could be one to look out for. <clears throat> now moving on to the honourable mentions. Uh, first up, we've got Christian Petrarca against Brisbane on Friday night. He's got a 112.75 average against them in the last four with a 97, a 130, a 141 and an 83. And he comes in with scores of 99, 136, 134, 81, 141, 91 and 189 since round 16. And obviously playing on that Friday night is a very nice VC option. Uh, Moving on, uh, Darcy Parrish uh, comes up against Richmond on Saturday night. He has a 132.5 average against them with 128, 166, 99, and 137 in his last four. Now, that is the, the Tigers are also his best average against any other side. So another one, if you do have him to consider, probably playing a bit late on a Saturday night to, to VC him. So again, probably a bit of a Hail Mary if, if you need one. And uh, playing on Sunday, uh, as you mentioned, against Hawthorne, we've got Tim English. Now, um, I haven't looked into a, the actual historical form. It wasn't, I mean, I did look into it, but I haven't listed it here because it wasn't wasn't anything really to write home about. But one thing to consider is that over the last five weeks, Hawthorne have given away the fourth most points to opposition Ruckman. So something to consider. I'd also be looking out to see whether Steph Martin um, maintains his role because that'll eat into to English's uh, Ruck minutes a little bit. Uh, onto the yes. selections, Liam. 
Um, probably very similar to mine, but I was thinking uh, Piggy Oliver, VC, into the running man, Miller, as captain against North. So it's pretty pretty sound. I think it's probably those are very interchangeable over the past few weeks. Uh, mm. Throw Laird into the mix as well as a potential uh, one as well. Yeah, I am likely to do the same. Easy. Look at that. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the next segment, Liam. And it is... I'm trying to think how I could do this in a pine accent. I got such a no. <laughs> hey, I got to know. Very good, very good. Well, speaking of uh, pirate accents, let me just throw another um, another gag your way. Oh, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> how much did the pirate pay for his peg and hook? I don't know, Damon. How much did the pirate pay for his peg and hook? An arm and a leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. I'm glad you said oh, that. Oh, yes. Super. Very good. Who said it's the last lamb? I could continue. Oh, oh yeah. That's I could bore, right. bore everyone that, to sleep. Is that what I got to know is? Is <laughs> you asking me pirate questions? <laughs> we, should, we should do like a, a shout out for um, the last episode. Just people who have like really terrible slash good yes. pirate jokes. You can send yeah, them in. That can be I got to know because... You don't really need to know anything because the season's yeah. done. Maybe. We'll, we'll pick our favourites. Yeah, pick our favourites. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah. uh, speaking of favourites, we do have our favourite, one of our favourite listeners, mm-hmm. loyal listeners and viewers of our show, and it is Emper underscore X Emp. Of course, a lot of you know him from Twitter, does some marvellous work for the community when it comes to all things, all things stats and numbers. He asks, Liam, I'm going to throw this one to you first up. How many players have you already locked into your starting side for 2023? He's got Laird, Sinclair, Clary, Bont, and one that he's keeping under his hat, who he's uh, referred to as the Superpod, Mr. X. So uh, we'll probably delve into this in a bit more detail. Oh, we will definitely um, in our last episode, projecting forward to 2023. But um, I guess on the surface, before we've delved into it, um, uh, before, before we delve into it deeper, are there any players that stand out for you? Yeah. Uh, Led definitely one that I like. Uh, Clary, obviously, always. Uh, Bond, interesting one. I'd obviously, I'm assuming he'd still have his forward status. I don't know how he's going from, from here, so definitely one yep. to consider there. Uh, Sinclair is another good one. Been playing very, very well. What else would I consider? Uh, Gorn, one that's shown some a lot of form recently. Um, so I think he might come back into the equation. I think he was one that I was thinking about avoiding, yeah. uh, but probably not a lock at this stage. So probably can't come into that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Redmond, we'll another one that I've been yeah, Redmond. But yeah, we'll be That's chatting good. about them a bit next next episode, I think. Yeah, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I'm very similar. Um, Laird, 100%. Sinclair, he's kind of, since I've had him, he... I. I haven't really looked at him because he's been that yeah. that consistent uh, in my side that I haven't had any issues with him. Sicily, I've always loved. I would have loved to have started him this season, but I uh, just didn't have the cash to fit him in, but obviously got him in. Uh, I think it was about four weeks in, five weeks in, been awesome since. Um, but just on a, I guess, value front as well, potentially, uh, Rowan Marshall, uh, especially if yeah. he maintains his forward ruck status, uh, really good to have someone uh, that can swing into the uh, to the ruck if you select him as a forward. Super handy. Um, and then also Grundy, I guess, because he's yeah, going to come at a, a discount um, only having played the six games or thereabouts. 
so it should be relatively cheap and yeah, you got to look for options that are of value um, come the start of the season, of course. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably delve into that in a little bit more detail and research research and get back to you on that one, Em. But um, very nice to uh, to keep that front of mind heading into the next episode. Yes, most certainly. Uh, but let's uh, let's move on, David. Let's move on to the group rankings and the Supercoach Edge Cash Leagues. So, do you want to kick off with the the group rankings? Yes. So uh, just before we uh, we kick off with the Supercoach Edge group rankings, uh, for those of you. This is a bit of a disclaimer, I guess, or a bit of a heads up to those of you who aren't as organized as, as uh, others, which I'll probably fall into the category of. Uh, just in my general life, I'll uh, probably ask Ash, my uh, fiance, because yeah. she's been doing the bulk of uh, wedding planning <laughs> to her credit, so I can't take too much of the uh, the credit there. But if you are someone who has started a cash league or a, mm. a league with a prize to the eventual premiere of your league, and you've yet to you know organize a prize for the winner... What better way than to pick up one of the brand spanking new sparkling Supercoach rings, Tom Brady style almost, via our good friends at Supercoach Championship Rings. So head to supercoachchampion.com and check out the range, which is absolutely stellar. They have actual templates, pre-existing ones for Supercoach, mm. AFL Fantasy, NRL Supercoach, BBL Supercoach, which is of course coming up uh, next on the agenda um, kicking off, I think it's in November or thereabouts. So uh, that's next on the agenda. So look out, even go shopping for that potentially. Or most impressively, if you want to actually use your own design, if you've got like a design in mind, you can do so. You can submit that. Oh, wow. Uh, so they can, if you've got like a 2D design, if you've got a drawing or, or something that you've designed up in Photoshop, flick that through to them. They'll consult with you. Or if you have an idea that you haven't, if you're not much of a designer, uh, chat to them. They'll do up a design. They'll consult with you. And then they'll actually 3D render it and then bring it to life. So uh, really, really impressive work there from the guys at Supercoach Championship Rings. So head on over there to supercoachchampion.com and do yourself a favor. Alrighty, and on to our group rankings. And our highest scorer for round 22 was Alistair with uh, his uh, very, I guess, punny team. A Taran Affair. Um, and he scored 2,595. And his round rank was 116. So uh, very nicely done there. Overall rank, uh, 34,345th, which as we always say, you've got to be in it to win it. And um, you just win the, um, I guess, the crowning glory for the for the one week for us. So uh, tip of the cap there to you, Alistair. But the overall, I guess, it could be eventual champion of uh, of the top spot of, uh, of our group. Who have we got, Liam? Yeah, we've got Tyler. He's maintained his top spot with his team, Shep Screamers. It is the fifth week running. Uh, he's got a total score of 51,816 uh, with an overall rank of 15th, which is up one spot. Uh, on John's Markles, uh, John's Markles, Sparkles, sorry. Uh, he has been dislodged from second place with Nathan with his team, Western Laugh Dogs, sitting in second, 26th overall, and just... 69 points, <laughs> nice, uh, behind <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> it's uh, going down to the wire. So, I mean, it doesn't have to make up 1,090 points like I have to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which, mind you, is still doable, mathematically. Yeah, it's still doable. I just, I just mean, like, it's not as hard. It's not as hard. Yeah. It's 69 yeah. points is nothing. Uh, so, yeah. Nathan, Nathan's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm totally immature. Did, did uh, it for two? <laughs> 
<laughs> Nathan is very much in the running to take out the, the just the bragging rights, I guess, of being in the, the top, the top of the group. Yeah, very, very nice. And it'd be real, like, just come from nowhere as well, Stephen Bradbury style. Oh, would be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's just, who is this Nathan character? Who is he? Just yeah, sliding in. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Don't know where he's, don't know what he's done. Yep. Don't know where he's come from. Yes, and a quick run through of the winners in the Supercoach Edge Crown League for Tier Three patrons, and I'll, I'll kick off with the with the the real the real one, the real the real final. Let's call it <laughs> in the in the preliminary final. Uh, Damon, you face your team DJ Trailer. That's that's you, Damon, faced off against Brett with his team, the Sharpshooters, and unfortunately, you went down by just sixty-seven points, which shows that Ooh. you know, as we said, Nathan is not. It's not. It's not hard to catch up. Yep. Uh, which which does leave Bruce with his team, Sean and Brett, the sharpshooters, to face off in the grand final. Unfortunately, Damon, you, you did all you could. You did all you could. Yep. Did much better than I did. <laughs> you actually contested. Got to the prelims, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one between Bruce and Brett. And, of course, they are playing off for that Supercoach Championship ring and the bragging rights for taking out the title, which also get, on top of that, a $200 top prize. Yes, absolutely. There is there's a bit of a uh, bit of coin at the end, um, which going forward to 2023, an, an early call out, I guess, for those of you keen to get involved in our cash league. Um, obviously, this is the first of its kind in our second uh, second year. We would love to have more than one cash league, and if we get enough interest. Um, not only do we expand the number of leagues that we've got, but also we can expand the prize money. Uh, at the uh, at, at the end of the day. So um, get involved uh, if you want to for 2023 and mark that in your calendars um, because Definitely. it's always good fun. But let's move on to the, um, I guess, what would you call it? The uh, the entree to the main meal? Mm, barely. I'd call it the... The consolation to the cup? The, the uh, support <laughs> act. <laughs> Actually, on the other support act, uh, the, the entree because it's on like- the plate... Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to work in the participation plate with the entree, yeah, yeah, you know, play on that. words type thing. But what were you going to say? I was just going to say, it's like, you know how, I don't know, I always get told by like my dad and my grandparents, you know, back in the day, they used to play like the under 19s or the under 18s and yep. they play like the under 19s and then they play like the, the seconds and they play the firsts. Like, I feel like we're like the under 19s playing before the actual. Oh, like the curtain raiser. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're like the free, the curtain raising the curtain raiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like raising the curtain. Oh, is this the real match? No, it's not. It's the seconds. Raise the curtain. Oh, is it, is it the real match? No, it's the thirds. Like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. That's where yeah. I think we're at. Yep. Okay. Well, this is the Constellation Cup or the participation plate, which is the way you want to call it. Mm. Um, what did you say you preferred? Because you're playing for it. You could, you, you could win it. I kind of like participation. I like both. I like both. I, okay, I let's call both. Yet. Let's but call both. I'm just both. hoping that the I can CC raise... and the PP. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hoping what? Uh, I'm just hoping that I get to hold up the, the plastic wear at the end. Because <laughs> I feel like you get the silverware, this is going to be the plastic. <laughs> the plastic wear. It's the stuff that uh, that's wheeled <laughs> out at, like, you know, the family barbecue or the, you know, Christmas yeah. time because you just exactly. can't be bothered, like, yeah. washing all the dishes because there's just... Too much. So you got the uh, the plastic cutlery, the plastic plates, and yeah. you know what it's going to be. Maybe we combine both. So not only will it be a cup and a plate, it'll be a pluck, plup, <laughs> or a or a or a cute. A C E okay, from the cup yeah, and the yeah, the T E yeah. from the plate. 
It's the cute. Yeah. So you'd be holding up a plate with handles on the on the sides like a cup. <laughs> <laughs> made of made of uh, plastic that's bad for the environment. So yeah. uh, there you go. But uh, anyway, let's move on. So what it is, what we're referring to here is, of course, mm. that um, prelim, that hotly contested prelim match. Uh, for those who finished from 7th to 10th, uh, Liam, of course, you booked your spot already to the grand final. Mm-hmm. And so we forecasted this potential scenario coming to fruition, and it is that you – could be facing off against our future combined father-in-law Ooh. in Peter in the grand final if he didn't, in fact, win his prelim. And guess what? He did just that. So he's knocked off mid-price madness by just 35 points to book his spot in the grand final facing off against you. Yes. And this is no doubt, Liam. I'm going to say, I'm going to call this from the get-go already. No doubt, going to be the talk of my wedding this weekend. It won't be the dress. It won't be Ooh. the marvellous food. It won't be the amazing venue. It'll be this contest, which is a contest for the ages. And everyone will be glued to their phones watching the live scores, no doubt. I imagine like at the ceremony, we're, we're you know, exchanging vows and we look out. Everyone's just looking down. With the but glow. for good reason. With a glow of the green from the, the Supercoach app. And for good reason. And uh, Ash, Ash, my better half, will be like, what is going on? I would say, hush, it's okay. Let us just take a break. I would dare not say hush because that that would pretty much be the wedding then and there. Uh, but <laughs> I would say, can we just take a break? Just just a bit of a breather because I want to find out how how this contest is faring. Is Liam ahead? Is Peter ahead? But no doubt we'll find out throughout the course of the day and the night uh, because this is this is. Kind of like, you know, you spoke of like the curtain raiser. That's a curtain raiser to the wedding, almost, I feel. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's that, it's that <laughs> but uh, it, it is going to be very, I, I, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. I've got to, I've got to win. I've got to, I've got to get, get, get the win here. He's, he's had the, the win over me with the last two encounters. Yep. But you know what? He's got I've, the history. I've got to win the one that matters. I've got to win the one that matters. Exactly right. It's kind of like um, uh, Kyrgios and who's that bloke, the Serb, the idiot, the anti-vaxxer, uh, uh, Djokovic. Djokovic. So like going into the Wimbledon final, uh, Kyrgios had the wood over him. But then mm. during that game, it was Djokovic, the Joker, who came out on top. So not that you really want to be likened to Joker, um, but – yeah, you could be virtually like Joker. You could buck the yeah, trend. My, buck history. Don't worry about, about the stats and the data that were so heavy on here. It means nothing. No. <laughs> 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 do, I, do I need to lose to like prove our point that you need to, to consider it? Or do I need yeah. to win? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess the motto is pay attention to some stats and some <laughs> historical data. But like we always say, it's, it's kind of like the superannuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Using I guess a there's a bit of a difference here because we're talking about teams that have changed and yes. you know, obviously different situations. But I agree. Yeah. What is that? What is the saying about the uh, the super? Past past performance isn't a reliable indicator of future performance. That's it. Exactly right. Spot on. That's kind of what it is, Liam. So it's going to be great. It's going to be good. And I think we've worked it into some of the speeches. Um, the MC oh, may be mentioning okay. it just to give a bit of a uh, bit of background as to like what's happening behind the scenes as to why yourself and Pete are kind of, you know, exchanging Blanche. glances across the table. Yeah. 
yeah. and nodding, kind of like mm. you know the episode of The Simpsons yeah. where it's where it's <laughs> where it's like <laughs> Seymour Skinner and Homer, and they're just like nodding. <laughs> do, do, do. That's just like you and Pete, like throughout the entire day and night. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. very good. Well, heading into um, next episode, uh, where can our viewers and listeners, of course, hit us up and consume our content? Yes, uh, if you want to watch us uh, in video form and see just all of the amazing graphics and the just the pop culture references as well, you can search Supercoach Edge and don't forget to like and subscribe uh, there. On Twitter, you'll find us at, at Supercoach underscore Edge, Damon at DamonJ88, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Instagram, search Supercoach Edge and you will find us there. Yes. Very nice, Liam. Well, as I've been alluding through, alluding to throughout the entire episode, it is, of course, my grand final this weekend away from Supercoach. And it is my grand final in Supercoach in three of my cash <laughs> leagues. But the grand final is, yes, the upcoming wedding to my longtime fiance. And I say long mm. time, Liam, because we'll have been together for 10 years and three days on Saturday. Oh, wow. So uh, we'll have been engaged for two years with COVID, of course, pushing our wedding back ever so slightly. But um, it's it's finally come around. I mean, it's taken taken that long for me to, uh, to I guess, both of us hold up the collective. Uh, I won't say participation <laughs> plate. <laughs> hold up the, uh, you know, the, the spiritual cup. Um, yes. We finally reached the milestone, 10 years, and finally married. Um, but hopefully, hopefully it, uh, it means that uh, I've hit one milestone and I can potentially win the whole thing going forward. And I mention yes. that because... One of our previous guests in JP Ooh. is actually in the box seat. He is now, he's claimed the Iron Throne as he did last week. And I think he's extended his lead by around about 200 points. So he is, he could virtually kick up his legs, I think. He's probably not going to admit it, but he's in a, such a good spot. He can kick up his legs and take away that first prize and 50K prize that comes with it. So all the very best to JP and uh, we'll hopefully get him on for, uh, I guess, for our grand final um, season 2022 wrap episode and uh, check in with him there if he is lucky Ooh. enough to take out the win, which we uh, we both think he uh, he should most definitely. Yes, I think I think he should. I think he should. And yes, just a massive, obviously, big congratulations to you, Damon, uh, ahead of the wedding. Yes. Ahead of the wedding. Yes, so no, I thank you. Share that. I'm sure everyone in the Supercoach Edge community would like to extend their same congratulations yes no thank you and and part of the reason why i was uh mentioning the uh the wedding which as we touched on ever so briefly at the start of the episode so we are uh both of us liam um going away when you said you were going away i was like oh are you coming along are you, are you, are you jacqueline coming along to our little getaway okay i never knew that but uh, sure thing um but no, no you are heading away also just coincidentally next week does mean that unfortunately we won't be able to deliver an episode to you kind folk next week but We'll have to push that back a week. So we will be back um, the week after on the uh, on the Monday, hopefully record then and then punch it out on the Tuesday. So it will be uh, during the uh, the actual bye week, I think, um, yeah. as it turns out. Uh, so we will be delivering the episode on Tuesday the 30th. Um, so what better time to fill in the week of no footy by, I guess, tuning into us and uh, rewinding on the season that was with uh, 2022. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We'll get a nice little chance to, I guess, chat through some of the uh, the highlights, the lowlights, and, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward, we'll cast forward as well as backwards uh, to see what we might be considering for season 2023. 
Very nice. And uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions or anything you want to throw in, if you want to get involved, you want to, want to most sort of make the last episode as interactive as possible. Um, yeah. And if you have any sort of pointers or questions that you have at us. Um, or pirate jokes. Or, or, yeah, absolutely. Pirate jokes. are <laughs> absolutely pirate jokes. How can we forget? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Liam, <laughs> we, can't, uh, we can't leave without another pirate joke. And I spoke of... That's <laughs> probably one that's been told many times before, but... How much did the pirate pay for his piercings? I don't know, Damon. How much did the pirate pay for his piercings? A buccaneer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a ripper. Uh, what a and with, that, with that, best of luck to everyone out there. If you are in your grand final matchups, especially you, yes. Liam, against Peter. <laughs> and he's so finishing. Bring yeah, bring it home. It's coming home. It's coming home. Your plastic participation plate. And here's to finishing 2022 off on a strong note. And uh, we'll catch you all in a couple of weeks' time. So we'll see you then. Best of luck. Good luck, everyone. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 